right. Hello. Welcome to episode 24 of Dailyish. Today is Tuesday, June 17th, 2014. It's 11 degrees outside. I still can't, can't believe I haven't gotten to say, I don't think I've gotten to say 20 some degrees. Anything with a 20 yet other than the minuses. Depressing. So, uh, but luckily I have somebody here today with me to help with, still haven't come up with a better name, Tech Talk Tuesday. I just have to quickly interject here before I reveal the big name guest that we have on Dailyish today and thank my sponsors for this episode. Campaign Monitor is a longtime sponsor of Good Stuff and of Dailyish. Sending email does not need to be a chore. Campaign Monitor makes it fun and easy and beautiful. You can try your hand with their template builder and have a responsive email template in 60 seconds or less. And now with their newly redesigned and re-released iOS app, you can monitor your account right from your phone. I've tried this out. It works great with our... Uh, good stuff newsletter that we send out you get little notifications and see stats on on all your emails going out so visit campaignmonitor.com and get started today and also symbolicons the guy who makes the stunning show art that we use here at go good stuff his name is jory Raphael, and he made, he's made an amazing family of simple precise and awesome vector icons called symbolicons there are nine different icon sets they've been created with a consistent weight and style to visually match one another you can buy the whole bundle and get over 2,400 icons all at once. So visit Symbolicons.com and use the code GOODSTUFF01 and get 20% off your order. Thanks to Jory and, and the Symbolicons for sponsoring the relationship. Now, on to the guest. Carrie Halstead of Good Stuff Advisory Board fame. Hello. <laughs> Among other things. <laughs> yes, I'm famous. That's what I'm famous for. <laughs> That's why you get all the followers on Twitter. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing today? Very well, thank you. You've had your life cereal? Yes, frozen <laughs> raspberries. Right. Skim milk. All right. Well, let's not uh, waste time on witty banter. Yeah. Um, so I have a couple of items of the sort of linked list variety. Kyle gave me a good word of like it's linked list blog posts with a little bit of commentary is what I'm trying to do here. And that's that summed it up pretty good. So um, things I find interesting and co-hosts, co-guests, whatever you're called. Last week it was Blaine, today it's Kerry. Maybe we'll alternate, we'll see. Anyways, um, World Cup is on. Are you, I know you're a soccer nut as far as playing it, but are you a watcher of soccer? Yeah. In fact, I never really watched soccer till I started playing it, and it makes a whole lot more sense now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot more interesting when you play. Because, um, I mean, a lot of people complain that it's boring. Right. Right. I mean, that's the number one complaint about soccer. And it is completely not boring when you, I mean, they play at a whole other level, obviously. Yeah. I'm like, but, but yeah, it's, it's very fun to watch. I love watching World Cup. Yeah. And that's, I think for me, it wasn't that I played soccer, but I played, <laughs> this sounds really lame, and lame <laughs> played video game soccer, <laughs> FIFA on the xbox and whatever but it's probably I, closer to what they're playing than yeah. what i do <laughs> and actually a buddy of mine who i used to work with who played soccer and kind of i remember i think it was world the world cup in 2000 2000 maybe uh, right every four years so that line up yep. yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh 2000 or 2004 uh when i was at the university there and and then also having like such a, a good foreign um but like students from all over the world yeah. there and gathering together to watch games and so like in the sort of lower Plas Real, the sort of common area, gather around this big TV and just hearing people cheering and getting into it and and appreciating what's like good and not, you know. Yep. And uh, yeah, I've loved it ever since. Watch, especially World Cup. I'll watch other soccer, but I don't really. It's I. It's too hard to follow everything 
it goes right. on and different yeah. time zones. And well, stuff. and not a lot of our cable carries it. I don't know. I mean, what you subscribe to, but um, unless you pay $17 a month for the Sportsnet World Channel, you're not getting a lot of soccer. Yeah, exactly. And that's what exactly that's the the reason why it's hard to sort of justify. I'm not into it enough yet. I don't need another addiction. Right. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. so the reason for this all is there's the uh I know you're you're you've since become an iPad family since last we talked online, I think. Mhm. <laughs> or not an iPad family, but you have an iPad in your family. Yeah. And uh there's a list from Tua, the unofficial Apple weblog of the best World Cup apps for iOS. I actually haven't. I put this link in here thinking I was going to try some. I actually haven't tried any because what's nice is these days the all the web apps and stuff are so great for like CBC. What I watch online mm-hmm. yesterday, you can rewind and watch highlights and share video clips right from their web app. And right. uh, so, how are you watching these days? Just traditional TV. TV. Yeah. Yep. When I can. Um, yeah. Well, with the World Cup being in Brazil, it's actually really great timing. Time zone, I know. <laughs> I've noticed that too. And, uh, well, as we speak, we're missing Belgium against Algeria, but yeah. I'm excited this afternoon, Brazil versus Mexico. So That's huge. That'll, that'll be, be fun. fun to watch. So, anyways, you can uh, catch, tune into Good Stuff Sports Podcasts for <laughs> more, more on the World Cup, which we don't actually have. But um, Second item, last item uh, on today's bill, docket, is that the right word? Um Bill Murray crashed in a couple's engagement photo, <laughs> which I feel like, I don't know if you saw this. It's just, I thought there's more did. photos. There's just one photo that he's in. But uh, I love the idea I, of Bill Murray's use of his celebrity. It's exactly how I would uh, I would hope somebody <laughs> would use their celebrity to just be goofy with it and randomly show up at things. He, he has a history of doing this. Yeah, he's a bit random. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not like obviously at his age and state of life he's not stage of life he's not exactly like looking for tabloid photos or, or front covers of time right. magazine or or it's very subtle and well executed if this is publicity yeah which it doesn't strike me as some sort of no. publicist you know he agenda just, for him <laughs> right but uh and the idea that he just kind of shows up in wedding photos and like he there's a video that went around a little like a year or two ago of him walking with some guys through an airport and they wanted to do like the, yeah. the slow-mo movie walk yeah. thing with him. And so he walked with <laughs> them. So and, he did. <laughs> and it's just like, I picture, I would guess Bill Murray, if he hadn't become movie star guy, probably would still do this. You know, he'd be like the old guy who wanders into a photo and happily sits with you. And it'd be kind of this quirky thing that you'd hear about, but I mean, you wouldn't, it wouldn't make right. Gawker.com, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I just like people who sort of use their celebrity in fun ways instead of for <laughs> For neutral, not evil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So that's actually all I had for, there was, there's a lot of other stuff going on in, in the world, tech world especially, but uh, just uh, what I wanted to talk to you about this mm-hmm. week is something that happened locally here, but of, maybe of interest to folks who aren't necessarily from Saskatoon, is a big sort of web digital media conference uh, I think it's the fourth, third or fourth year. Most, yeah, I think fourth. Yeah, so MosoConf is what it's called. MosoFest, MosoConf. Um, MosoConf is the conference. Yeah. And then there's a con. Yeah. So you went. How was it? Yeah. So I went. Uh, I went to all the sessions on um, 
Thursday and Friday. Wednesday, there were some uh, camps, a design camp and code camp. I didn't go, but I heard, uh, at least I heard design camp was uh, very good. It was led by a couple of women from Etsy and they did some design exercises and things. And I heard it was very good. Um, mobile, uh, MOSO stands for mobile social. Um, so there was a focus on uh, mobile and social technology concerns, but from many, many perspectives, development, design, marketing, um, you know, PR, whatever, like viral video kind of idea things. Um, so it's a pretty broad spectrum of topics that get talked about. Um, and, and there were some really good talks and, and obviously the great thing about conferences is there is also good talks happening between talks, you know, the conversations you have with people that you meet or people that you've known before, um, and either talking about your own things or, or ripping off of the talks that you've seen and sharing what was good or bad about the talks that you've seen. So it was a very fun couple of days and, uh. I saw somebody on Twitter referring to it as the Sundance of, <laughs> of, of internet conferences. So that, I mean, that's high praise, obviously. And uh, it'd be exciting if Saskatoon and Moso became sort of known as a niche and, and high quality event in the, in the technical conference world. I, I think that would be great. Um, had yeah. good had good weather, which is something. <laughs> yeah. Got lucky there. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and Saskatoon is beautiful when it's good, so it was good for visitors. I had the privilege of meeting uh, Brandon Rossage. He's from Austin, and uh, he did a talk. And then we happened to be at uh, the same dinner. Um, like somebody had a backyard barbecue, and uh, so we got to sit and talk about a lot of things. And uh, he's a very nice guy and has lots of good ideas and. Um, and so that was fun. Right. He's, uh, he's with that. I always mispronounce. Yeah. You Shahidi. I just, <laughs> I heard it enough times this weekend to yeah. learn how to pronounce it. Yeah. The sort of open platform for, um, I mean, they use it in catastrophe, uh, events for mapping things and, and communication. So, yeah. yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Anyway, that what, so there's what, the extent of my knowledge of Yushahidi. <laughs> well, at least you could pronounce it. Well, I know. <laughs> What's the, uh, what kind of, which talks, was it a, like a one track conference? No, it like was a multi-track. Multi -track. So, it was hard to decide. So I, I saw Brandon's, which was about atomic design, um, which is basically breaking your design, your visual design for a website into little bit, bits, basically atoms, and then composing the site out of those atoms rather than approaching it from a page-by-page -page, uh, uh, approach. Right, that's uh, uh, Brad Frost's thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I saw a panel discussion. Nope. What did I see next? Yeah, I saw a panel discussion uh, that had Brandon on it again. I just started stalking him, really, is what <laughs> happened. <laughs> um, but it had uh, the... Two women from Etsy, Kim and uh, I've forgotten. Um, Melissa? Jessica. Jessica. Sorry. Sorry, Jessica. Yeah, um, and a woman from Regina named Eden talking about um, responsive design and how it changed their jobs. Um, I saw a talk on uh, social identity. 
um, talking about the the spectrum of your identities from real world um, to you know sort of your public uh, online identity through to your private online identity and how many levels there can be and how they interact and how you have completely <laughs> no control <laughs> over these days how they get um, sh- how they're how they you have no control over your online identities today and talking about the implications of that and maybe the future of that um gentleman named sebastian tavo uh did that talk it was quite interesting um then i got very drunk and saw lots of bands thursday night (laughs) you may may have seen lots of bands i think i saw lots of bands because there's also a music conference like i said most of fest going on at the same time which is um, yeah yeah also both local and then lots of what's the word imported band <laughs> i don't know yep. what the word is but yep. yeah 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 cool. very very cool bands playing so that was fun i saw eden rotensky's um talk about user experience through the human experience um so she works for a web app in regina and um she has lots of experience the most interesting part of her talk that i found was she's got lots of experience working with um seniors and and elderly people and they're using technology and so she had some really good insights into um designing for for very diverse groups or or very untypical groups when you think of designing for the internet um and uh so she has had some good insights there um i saw a talk about Oh, Whitaker Trebella. He made a uh, game called um, Polymer. Have you heard of this? No. It's a little uh, shape-making game on uh, iOS. And he talked about going from becoming a, being a beginner programming, like learning Python from scratch, um, to releasing an iOS game Um and he did it in about a year and a half, and uh, it, it was pretty interesting talk. I missed the very beginning, so it, uh, so I missed some of the context of it. But it was really interesting because I think a lot of people think about who aren't who aren't like professional programmers think to themselves, "Well, I wonder if I could do that." And so it was really interesting to hear his experience because um, he of, came at it literally like not being a programmer, like. Having some programming background, but not like programming for iOS, let's say. I know? missed the first okay. 10 minutes. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. But he, I mean, by the time I got there, he was talking about he learned Python. So I don't think he was, you know, a C++ programmer before or anything like that. Like he was going, I think he was in the tech industry related, but, but not, um, but not a professional programmer by any stretch. So right. he learned, you know, yeah. Um, so I, I, I identify with that cause that's kind of where I am. I know a little Python and have sort of resigned myself to, okay, I'll never be an app developer and I might never be, but it was interesting to learn about what that might look like. Should you decide to go that route? So it fills you with a bit of hope. No, no, oh. it looked very stressful and, okay. and not fulfilling at all. Oh, okay. So it kind of <laughs> no, cured you of your hope. <laughs> I don't know. 
And then I saw a talk by Ken Sito, uh, who's an, uh, an entrepreneur from a game developer guy from Toronto. It was okay. Um, yeah. And Which, closing comments. And there were keynote speakers and blah, blah, blah. Yep. There's, uh, I was going to say, there's, there's connections to the game industry more so these days. Uh, I'm guessing, anyways, looking at some of the links. and mm-hmm. we're, we're home to a design studio called Noodle Cake. Noodle Cake, yeah. And so they make Super Stickman Golf among other things. And so I would guess there's probably sort of like they have a bit of pull or influence or connections. Yeah, Yeah. contacts with people to bring in some of these kind of speakers, creative folks in their industry, which is just fun to, I I would guess it would have been a little harder before that to bring some of these folks in maybe. And and, yeah, I think Saskatoon is sort of gaining a really good network as far as pulling people in. Um, The keynote in the first morning was a guy who happened to be in talking, I think, to the local business um, college at the university. And so he did, you know, while he was here, he did the keynote for Mosa. So, you know, I think having connections and making connections is something that our community is becoming good at. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so what, um, for somebody who has never, whether they're from far away or, or from Saskatoon or whatever, why would someone next year look at going to Mosa attending? Because it's, whatever, it's a couple, what, 150 bucks for a ticket or something? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's, it's at not least cheap. that or it's 175. Yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah, what would you say to your elevator pitch for for Moso if you were? Well, it's like having a vacation in that it's totally different from your usual work, but you're learning so much and 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 making those connections for yourself, those personal connections. That, um, I mean, you're exhausted and reinvigorated at the same time, all the time. Um, it's it's a good growing experience. It's like, I don't know. It, it's totally worth like at 200 bucks. It's totally worth that. Um, as far as what you gain from it. Um, but just meeting new people and, and having those conversations and and listening to people who want to share their ideas. Um, it's a, it's a mind broadening experience that you just can't get day to day reading articles on the net from Twitter and, um, and doing your work. Right. It's, it's just a giant leap above that. So for two days or three days, you know, yeah, that's where I think most, a lot of, I know my own sort of hesitation sometimes is, well, I can just read, you know, it's, uh, you can uh, see the slides after. Yeah. See the slides or read their talk or hear their podcast or whatever and, and there is something about I think seeing it seeing them in in human space mm-hmm. <laughs> and then also yeah the after the conversations talks. after are yeah. yeah definitely add some value to it as well um and I'll, I think all of this is true of any conference really right that you really engage in and be part of so yeah because how would this compare with something that I, I don't know if you attend conferences in your corporate world a day job i have in the past i used to not in a while but yeah and is this this would be something that's a little more i would guess like sort of relaxed uh yeah exciting ish and maybe a little less um job specifically job related to my my career but still i think relevant Mm -hmm. but maybe more relevant to my like hobbies right yeah (laughs) but yeah um yeah Cool. Well, I would guess that there'll be, uh, I would assume, probably most of 2015 
I would think and so. At some point in yep. next year. And they keep making it better and it's a, it's a good thing. And it's so yeah, if you want to travel and see Saskatoon at its best and, and, you know, a little bit South by Southwest interactive ish yeah. on a smaller scale, this is, this is it. This is good. Yeah. Where it's like, like you said, a backyard party barbecue afterwards instead of a 60,000 people barbecue <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. So, very cool. I also saw, I want to mention the internet's own boy, the, uh, movie about Aaron um, Schwartz Schwartz. so such a good movie yeah I wasn't I didn't realize they were actually showing they showed the whole movie or it was just they showed the whole movie and then had a Skype conversation with the director after oh okay that's what it was it was amazing I mean the movie is I want to scream it's so enraging what happened Mm -hmm. Um, so definitely go see I think you can see it on the internet um, but, uh, yeah, it was interesting to talk to, to, uh, Brian Knappenberger, the director after as well. So, yeah, I think is it, uh, I can't tell if this website is old or new cause it's talking about available June 27th. So I don't know if that was last year, I feel like, or is it brand new this year? Maybe it's brand new this year. I guess it might be. Okay. Which would make sense that he'd be sort of doing the publicity yeah. circuit or whatever yeah. uh, with it. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I remember hearing about Aaron, uh, Aaron's suicide, and then sort of, you know, like the a tech person, and not really realizing all the sort of ways he's, uh, well, like they said, his fingerprints are all over the internet, and just sort mm-hmm. of different connections to things like, well, such like Markdown, the tool that we're right with, was something that he sort of helped or right RSS feeds yeah. and yeah, I mean, of Reddit and stuff, yeah, just all and- sorts of. Right. And he did all of this before, like, I had my first kiss. Like, like, <laughs> like you know, like, he was young. He was a genius. And, oh, and like, not literally did before. So you, many things. He was, but that, before I, I was, yeah, gotcha. he did that in his life before yeah. I, at the gotcha. age of my life. Like, yeah, no, that was a long time ago. That was before he was born. But, um, yeah, he did a lot in, in the time his, he had. Yeah. his very short life. So. Cool. So it's worth seeing the the trailer or the movie, obviously. Is what yes. You, you would say as well. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like it'll be rent. It's available for rent. Yeah. It's not out yet. June twenty seventh. Okay. iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, Xbox, Vimeo on demand, all over the place. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Something to check out as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, mm-hmm. uh, thanks for coming on this episode of Dailyish Carrie. Thanks Where for can, having uh, me. The folks who want to find more about Carrie go. Oh, mostly Twitter. I'm at K-A-Y-A-Y-A-R-A-I on Twitter. All right. And I'm uh, Icris on Twitter. And uh, Good Stuff you can find at uh, goodstuff.fm, which is where this podcast is hosted. Uh, This episode directly, if you want to find links to the things we talked about through this episode, I linked to the Twitter accounts and the websites and the apps and things that we were talking about. Goodstuff.fm slash dailyish slash 24 will take you right to this episode. And you can follow Good Stuff on Twitter at goodstuff underscore FM. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.